Squad Radio, the music you want. With your host, Dee Dan. And now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live and in living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous? It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, or do I always send you? DJLittleRock.com. One more time, DJLittleRock.com. Check availability and get a free price quote. And maybe you can have me at your next event. Me! I like to party with the people. Are you not entertained? Let me entertain you. <laughs> I like to I like the parties. I do. Today on the program I have Karen Walker of Karen Walker Speaks. Who's that? What do you mean you don't know? Well, you're gonna get to know in the next few minutes, so stick around. Karen Walker Speaks. This week's shows, I have one public show this week it's the video dance party karaoke jam over at the rab in conway arkansas yeah my regular friday night gig it starts at 8 p.m until 12 30 in the am video dance party karaoke jam yeah i said karaoke you're the stars of the show at the rab in conway arkansas i had they have a full bar the kitchen's open pool tables they have a pool tournament on friday nights so if you want to try to make some money on a friday night i encourage you to check out the rab in conway arkansas yeah come and join me conway arkansas friday night at the rab 8 p.m until 12 30 in the am and then saturdays saturdays are made for weddings and parties and private events so uh look me up on djlittlerock.com and find out more check availability get a free price quote yeah i'm so glad that weddings are opening back up those are my favorite I think those are my favorite karaoke shows are pretty fun but the weddings when i get to be a part of the days that people on their best days just families getting together and i get to be a part of that and and, and make sure that the vibe is going good speaking of the vibe is going good i think that's enough intro let's get into it with karen walker of karen walker speaks skyping karen walker now I'm Karen Walker. I'm the owner of Karen Walker Speaks, and I'm just excited to hang out with my friend Dan. It's time for us to catch up and see what's been going on in the world, and it's going to be, I think, a fun time, like a roller coaster ride, some ups and downs, some twists and turns, and some excitement. How's that, Dan? <laughs> well, you're the professional speaker around here, so I think that was just fine. The people are going to find out uh, more about you because, uh, you know, the avid listeners of the What Makes You Famous podcast know that you're, this is not the first time you've been on. Last time you were on, you were on with Dr. Phil Fletcher. Oh, uh, yes. One of, the, uh, one of the upstanding citizens of the Conway, Arkansas community. Uh, you know, very, very helpful in the in the coho is uh coho58.org is the place you got to go to check him out and find out more about helping out the homeless situation going on here in conway arkansas and uh find out you know in turn how to help out in your community 
but you're a person yeah. of the community, Karen Walker. You're you're a person that gets out there and helps people out. Uh, last time we talked, I think you were involved with some kind of a basketball game. It, it, how did that go? We had to put that on hold, uh, and then it wasn't long after that before you know we had COVID and some other stuff. So, but there's always great ways to get involved in the community, especially here in Conway. There's so many nonprofits that are just fired up to help people and they're doing an amazing job. So anything you like to do, you can find it here in Conway uh, to serve in any capacity that you want. I know Colo is having a car wash on Saturday, so I already have it on my calendar. So I'll strongly support them. I know United Way has stuff the bus coming. We're going to help unload stuff with them. I mean, I could just go down the list. Ministry Center is doing like rock star stuff all also, and they have some needs, so you can check out their website. And then I'll tell you something exciting that's happening right now is, you know, I work, my day job is Arkansas PBS. Love them. We are killing it right now with uh, some of the stuff that we're doing in a partnership with uh, ADE. We're doing the Rise and Shine program. What's ADE? The ADE, the Arkansas Department of Education. Okay. Mm -hmm. What we're doing to help with summer learning loss is we've put together just, I mean, this amazing team of educators who are put together some learning materials. We're calling them power packs, and they have been designed and content put together by Arkansas licensed teacher and teachers. And so we're getting those resources out all over the uh, state. Uh, actually, we have about 7,000 pieces this week that we were able to put into hands of organizations and kids and families who really need them. But the amazing part is you have to tune in to broadcast. Broadcast is just amazing. I keep using that word because I need to find another one, right? But that's what our stuff is. So uh, on broadcast, you have an opportunity to watch just some original pro programs, but also some of the favorite PBS programs. And we have six of the Arkansas Teachers of the Year talking and, um, you know, instructing, giving kids just great information, helping them to have fun while learning, but also we're combating that uh, summer learning loss. And it's just been fun. We have some original characters like Zach Lunch. Uh, we've created our own uh, Robbie Rocket, uh, his episodes. We have a Time Out with Tay where she's doing some dancing. And our Writers Contest uh, winners, we have them in videos being interviewed actually reading their original books. I could keep going, Dan, but I'm going to stop right there. Turn it, tune in to Arkansas PBS and take a look at the broadcast. And if you need resources for your children through August, go sign up on the website. You can have them mailed directly to your home. Isn't that cool? That's some cool stuff. Karen Walker, we're not going to stop right there, not even a little bit. You have a list that, uh, of things that we have to unpack right now. Uh, the public's public broadcasting uh, service, the public broadcasting system that you work for, mm -hmm. you're saying that the Arkansas PBS not only plays national nationally pro uh, national programs, but also has in-house programs as well that you produce right there, uh, real close to your office? Real close to my office, we have um, our production team, uh, 
they are so skilled and talented that we produce sometimes our own local shows like Arkansas Week. Uh, we produce uh, episodes like For the Rise and Shine. Uh, we have a, a wonderful new uh, show for our younger learners uh, called Blueberry Clubhouse. This is the second season for it. It has just been a real hit. People have fallen in love with Blueberry and the characters there. Uh, it's great to help with social emotional learning, with, with uh, just all kinds of things. It's been such a, a unique year. And so it's real good to have quality, fun, engaging activities and programs for our, our, uh, our students and not just students, our families. I've been doing some really cool stuff here too. Like uh, we've had some virtual pajama parties, right? And that's been fun for families. And we end them with a nice bedtime story. And we also give parents just strategies and insights on how to uh, keep parenting, right? And keep their kids learning. We also are able to send them books if they need them so that they can add to their library. So that's what I've been doing here with uh, Arkansas PBS. You have just this team of people who are just giving it more than 100% every day to help our kids keep learning to help our teachers keep the professional development options coming. It's it's just been a, a, a good ride here. So I love my day job as equally as I love my Karen Walker Speaks business because I've been doing some rock star stuff with that too. I was a keynote speaker a few weeks ago for uh, the University of Central Arkansas and I was able to address their staff as well as their faculty. And uh, I got such great feedback from it, but I talked about resilient leadership because right now I feel in our nation, we're in a leadership crisis, right? We really need to see people step up and lead and uh, being a resilient leader is more than just learning how to bounce back it's being able to exercise those muscles so when the crisis come right you're ready you're not at that moment trying to figure out what to do you're already prepared and so it was just um, a real fun time to visit and, and share with the UCA staff faculty and staff so that's what I've been doing with that I've been doing some other trainings um, been spending some time just kind of soaking up new knowledge to be able to uh, just deliver some um, I think really timely workshops uh, for 2022 so that's what I'm doing kind of that preparation stage. I'll be hanging out on the beach of LA next month, right? So I'll be napping and studying and preparing myself to be able to uh, give my audience what, what they like, you know, and what they need and uh, things that's really going to help them live their best life. Well, Karen Walker, for the people that are listening all over this planet of ours, uh, you know, all over the country, uh, I guess I get most of my listeners from this country itself, but I do have a lot of listeners all over the world. I get to talk to people all over the world. So I have a, I've built a, a following uh, for people all over this place. And, and what you're doing is you're giving people ideas of how to act locally to resonate mm -hmm. globally. And you uh -huh. doing the, the things here locally in Conway, Arkansas, around the Arkansas area. It is a big state with lots of things to do and lots of things to see. But, uh, you know, you, you get to and, and not only see the things, but also inspire them uh, with your knowledge. You, you've been 
in the public broadcasting system for quite some time, I'm guessing. And now you're you're managing the public broadcasting system and you branched out and you, you created your own Karen Walker Speaks. Now, how long have you been doing that? I'm a speaker for, I guess, about 25 years now. So that's not new. I've, I formally made my company, I guess, a few years ago, became an LLC because I passionately love it. Here at Arkansas PBS, I'm the community education manager, and uh, I absolutely love connecting with people, building relationships, um, helping to strengthen the ones we have, but also to continue to bring in new ones. So it's really a, a joy to be able to get paid to do the things you really love to do. And with my speaking business, because I love being in front of people, sharing and encouraging, uh, equipping all of those good words. That's why I have my Karen Walker Speaks, because it lets me, it, it allows me to do some of the things and talk about some of the things that I really want to talk about. So I love it. it it's really cool uh, to to get together with people to to share and exchange knowledge. And I mean, that that's one of the things I enjoy about these conversations. I, I kind of I try to keep them about an hour or so because, you know, after that, uh, people start to, to fall off a little bit. Now, some people think hey, that after that second hour that's when the things start to open up you know the most of the first hour gets real is real superficial get yeah. the get in the getting to know you phase but you know on any meeting on any dinner party that second hour you know I, I, <laughs> you know sometimes you you get to find out a little bit more about people but I, I really want to know more about Karen Walker the person you've told me a little bit about the shows that are on PBS I'm kind of interested in in learning more about what the shows themselves you give me the titles like mm -hmm. uh, like a lot of people uh, will look at their Facebook feed and see headlines and then yeah. not read the article but right. I, I got to know more about Karen Walker and what you're into. What, yes. what, what, I, I got the titles. What's, what are those uh, shows about? Well, let's see. It depends on which one. If you're watching our kids' shows, uh, they're amazing because they teach our kids uh, how to help you know, with their reading. Uh, some help with, like Daniel Tiger, social-emotional learning because it's a modern-day Fred Rogers uh, it helps kids to be better prepared to get ready to go to school. And for those who are already, you know, started in school, but these are for, you know, the early learners. But we have programs, too, that are for, um, you know, like our middle schoolers who are getting a little bit older. Uh, there's just something for everyone on uh, PBS. I mean, if you like Downton Abbey, if you want to learn how to sew or paint, if you want to learn how to cook, if you like mysteries, you like those British comedies. I mean, there's something literally for everyone. So if you haven't checked out Arkansas PBS lately, check them out. And for your people that are beyond Arkansas, check out your public media. Your public media is just for that. It's for you. It's your station. There are no commercials. There's not, not pandering to um, all of that. It's just pure entertainment or education you can find what you need with public media man i remember uh, growing up in this in miami uh, I, I used to watch pbs and doctor mm -hmm. who was one of the, the things that i would watch there uh, uh tom baker the the fourth doctor he's he's my doctor and then growing up as a cuban-american uh in um 
in Miami. We had a, a show called Que Pasa USA starring wow. starring Rocky Echeverria, who became Stephen Bauer. I think he changed his name, and and I guess he was in the uh, he was in the the Scarface movie amongst other oh, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But before that, he was in a in a show called Que Pasa USA, where the grandparents they didn't speak English, and then mm. it was a lot of uh, uh, bilingual speaking and showing kind of a slice of life in a comical way of how uh cuban americans uh, were uh, trying to to in- integrate into uh, miami and even the united states itself and now are there uh, any social type of uh, of shows on the pbs station here in in arkansas that that kind of uh, help the kids to understand you know our differences and then they also in turn and learn that hey those differences uh can be a good thing they're they're a really good thing if we were all the same it would be boring <laughs> boring there's such a diversity in our programming and so i'm telling you just go check it out one of the ones we introduced um for our, our children was uh dolly molly and denali and it takes place in alaska and it's really and has a, a female as the lead and you're learning about the culture there and so uh it's it's a really uh neat show different than others then you have um just i don't know there's lots to see and if i <laughs> i should have the list prepared i didn't know we were going to talk you know so much about PBS but it's just hard not to talk about it it is so a part of my world Mm -hmm. and it's hard for me to be somewhere for any long period of time and it not come up because I've I've been here I think 15 years but I fell in love with public media the first year I was here it's it's unlike commercial uh, TV it's so different it's really about people it's really about the, your audience and it's about the needs of our state because we are a uh, statewide uh, agency so I think years ago when I first moved to Arkansas I took a tour uh, I think back then it was called AETN before it became yes. uh, Arkansas PBS and yeah. it, it was really neat looking at all the different uh, you know you actually have television studios in there with uh, multi-camera systems and, mm-hmm. and and just you could produce shows in that area and it's it's something that's been fascinating to me I'm I'm just now becoming <laughs> an, an on-camera guy I, uh, wow. since since 86 I've been you know behind the microphone but really not many people knew my face I've been on radio since 86 but uh, yeah. you know I, I have the voice and the face for radio. Nobody wants to see this. <laughs> oh, you're, you're too hard on yourself. Self-deprecating I mean, what humor. What is authenticity, right? Yeah. So, well, that's what they're getting. And now, in this day and age of people consuming their media uh, on their own time, is there a place where they can see those shows? Uh, are, is it available on a website somewhere, or or maybe a YouTube page, perhaps, Karen? Yes, you can go to myarkansawpbs.org and just look around and you can watch, um, find where our shows are, what time they are on broadcast. But also when you become a member of PBS, one of the perks that I love is you get access to Passport. And Passport is you can watch some of your favorite programs anytime anywhere and on any device you want so that's the power of being a member and i love it so 
just go check it out, Dan. There's so much to see. Um, there, like I said, there's something for absolutely everybody. And uh, now it's a great time to to become a member because we're doing really, really good stuff. Well, Karen Walker, that's 15 years of your life in a nutshell. But previous to that, you became a public speaker. What what made you feel that you had the ability? Uh, was this something in, in school? Have you are, are you born and raised in Arkansas? Where, where are you from? Where I'm from, I was born here in Conway, Arkansas. And when I was three years old, my parents moved us to Michigan. And I grew up up there um, and I moved down, I think I was about 18 or 19 when I moved to Arkansas. I was only coming to stay for a summer, you know, spend some time with relatives. I had uncles, aunts and grandparents here. But I don't know. I ended up liking the slower pace of the, um, I grew up in the inner city. And so I liked it and I ended up staying here and I don't know, got a job and the rest is kind of like history. But uh, I became a speaker. Um, I used to be a part of a team that uh, would do workshops in Conway Public Schools. And I would teach or speak four times a year with Conway Public Schools for 21 years. And I loved it. I taught a, a, a dating relationship workshop called Do Right Dating. And I also would teach some communication workshops. And uh, I loved it. Um, well, early don't don't on, gloss over that. People need dating advice, too. Tell me what the do right dating was. How, how did that come <laughs> and manifestate? One of the things I would is a, a lot of times um, we go into dating kind of like this. You know how you if you walk up to a car dealer because you need a car and with a pocket full of money and you say, hey, Mr. Car Dealer. I need a car. And they're like, oh, okay. I got a pocket full of money and I want to buy a car. What are they going to show you? They're going to show you whatever they want to get rid of on their lot or whatever they want to sell. They are in control because you gave them the power. And sometimes we approach dating like that. Oh, I just want to date. And then we get stuck with losers and liars and all these other things that we don't want. So the first thing we do in our dating workshop is I have them to list out characteristics or qualities that they are looking for in a person that they're dating. I have them list out five things that are the top things for them. Because if you don't have any criteria, you'll you'll settle for anything, right? Or you'll try anything and it takes you too long to get through it. So that way, if I have criteria, right? If I say, I want to buy a Honda Accord that's blue with a sunroof to a car dealer, that he's not going to start pulling out the Kias and the Subarus and all that other stuff, right? That we're clear on what I'm looking for. And so that's what I let them get crystal clear on what the qualities are for them. And what I really teach them is, especially if you're young, and I found that this applies for when you're older, is the best way to date sometimes is not that one-on-one stuff. One-on-one stuff can be... Uh, a performance, right? You're going to be on your best behavior. You're going to, you know, order food that's modest. You're, you're going to, it's a performance sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the best way to date is in a group because people get comfortable 
when they're they're in a group and you get to see their real qualities. For instance, if you're out at a group and let's say you order food and the food's not right, does this person yell at the server? right? Do they make a scene? You get to get peeped inside of people's personalities when they're comfortable, right? And so uh, one thing I always tell people is quality attracts quality, right? So if you have your list and you know what you're looking for, now you decide how do you want to date? Do you want a double date, single date, group date, or blind date? In this day and age, I don't recommend blind dating, but you know, it is what it is. So, (laughs) and so I also encourage them on a first date, and this can go for adults too, don't try to impress by going to expensive restaurants, right? So I show them on the board or, you know, or whatever we're writing on these days, um, I'll say, okay. Let's pretend like we're going on our first date with this person and you met him on the Oreo aisle at Walmart, right? And so you've seen this person around town. You, they're not a stranger, but you don't know them. So now you're excited. You ask them out. And so now you're going out and you get to your restaurant, right? You're at the restaurant and here comes the server and they're taking your drink order and all that. So I let I say, what are we drinking? And I let them decide and I write it on the board of how much it costs. Then I say, oh, let's do an appetizer. What do we want for appetizer? So we do that and put the total up there. So we walk through all of this. But what we're doing is I tell them what happens when the server leaves the table to get your appetizer. And the more you're talking to this person, you realize, hmm, we really don't have a lot in common. Now it's time to order your food. Now let's order our food. So I put how much is that costing? So I list all this stuff on the board. And so while your food is coming, you realize, man, I don't want to go out with him or her again. I can't wait till this date is over. So yeah, because it happens sometimes, right? Yeah. And so when the server gets there with your food, you know you're not having dessert. You really just want to eat and get the bill. And I ask them, what's the mood at the table when you've already decided you don't want to go out with them? And, you know, they give me words, awkward, whatever, you know, all that. But here's the deal. I add up that total on the board and I add the tip and all of that. And a lot of times it's right at like $40, $45. And I'm like, so you just pay $45 to have a bad time. Is that wise to spend your money like that? And so we talk about that, that uh, I usually give out a document called a hundred, I think it's a hundred ways, a hundred things to do for fun. I share with them and I do with adults too. If you focus and you only focus in on the three things that's important, if you're dating for any reason beyond these three things, you're making it complicated. So, and I share those three things with them. And, um, and so it's pretty fun. Um, I have them too. Those three things are, I know you look yeah, like, yeah, that's what I'm waiting three. for. <laughs> okay. And tell me when I need to stop talking. Cause Dan, you know, I like to talk. This is all but you the three things it are one. You should be dating to get to know the other person, right? It's not so you can get a free meal. It's not for any of that is you want to get to another other person secondly you want to discover some things about yourself because as you get to know people you're going to discover some things about yourself and third you want to look for ways to have fun too often we're rushing to the romantic i want to hold your hand i want to kiss you i want to do all that stuff 
and we miss out on really getting to know the real person. When you get all those emotions in there, you don't even see clearly in your relationship. So if you focus in on, I want to get to know you, I'm going to discover some things about myself, and we're going to have some amazing fun, then you begin to discover some things about your spouse. Well, not your spouse, (laughs) the person you're dating. (laughs) I say that because I married my best friend by using the same dating principles I've taught for years. We look for the fun. We would just go sometimes and have adventures or, or we may do something like really silly, like let's go to a movie, but let's go in Memphis, right? And have dinner. And then we come back, you know, for the day, spend the day there. But if you can look for ways to have fun and really get to know the person you're hanging out with, you may discover that "Mm, I really don't want them as a boyfriend, girlfriend. I think I just want to keep them as a friend. And that way you can have a great relationship and doesn't have to always end in disaster. I teach them how to break up with somebody. So you don't end up being enemies, right? You can really have a relationship, break up, and still be all right. Too often we force ourselves to stay in relationships. And by the time they're over, we hurt each other so much that who wants to be friends, right? And then I circle back, Dan, to that list that they created at the very beginning. And I have them to look at that list And I want them to rate themselves according to that list on a scale of one to 10. And uh, a lot of them will put, you know, they want somebody trustworthy. So I'll ask them, are you really trustworthy? Do you, when, when you tell your mom you're going to bed, are you really in bed or are you under the cover on the phone? When someone shares a secret with you, do you keep it? Or do you just tell only your best friend? So I ask them to be real honest because it's for their eyes only. So I have them do that. And I tell them to spend time bringing your numbers up. Focus on you. Don't focus on trying to date right now. Focus on how do you make sure that your quality, you know, well, we're quality because we're people. But you know what I'm saying, that you bring your A game to the dating game, right? (laughs) And then you're going to attract. Yeah, but try, try to present try to present the real you as well. I, I think I'm a, a good breaker upper. I'm pretty much friends with with all the girls that I ever dated before. To all the girls I have loved before. <laughs> you know? oh, I can't clear that. I can't sing any more of that. I can't clear that the rights to that song. But you're you're becoming a, a great interview because you're answering questions before I even a- ask them. I was oh going to ask you, uh, did this help out in you meeting your spouse? How did you meet your spouse? I did. Let me tell you how I met my spouse. The same way I try to tell single people. Don't focus in on, oh, I need to be dating somebody. Live your best life. Enjoy your life. And along the way, it happens. I used to, um, the Friday after Thanksgiving, like clockwork, me and some of my friends, most of them were single in our 30s, right? Early 30s. We would go to one of the friends' house and hang out, bring the cheese dips, your favorite snack, and play old school board games, right? That sounds so corny, but it was so fun. And one time when I was there uh, at his cousin's house, he was there. And he was there with his girlfriend, right? And so uh, I got to meet him and, and he was just a real nice guy. And the next time I invited his cousin to my house for dinner, because I used to like to really cook, right? Um, she said, you know, I'm a little 
ride. Um, and I said, well, sure, you can bring them. And so she did. And we just, we became friends. We didn't date right away at all. We were just literally friends. And occasionally we would uh, get together, you know, when he wasn't with a girlfriend, because I'm, I'm not, I used to even give him advice on relationships, right? And so um, we, we just kind of got to know each other. And I mean, that was like four years of just being friends. So the thing for our marriage right now, we don't have some of the trauma and stuff that some marriages have. Don't get me wrong. We don't have perfect marriage. We, all, we have areas that we can definitely improve on, but we don't have um, a lot of the stuff that I see in other marriages because while we were friends, we got to know the person, right? If he was coming over, I didn't feel a need to put on any makeup. I was like, oh, that's just Andre. You know, I'm, I wasn't trying to impress him. So Andre got to know the real Karen and I got to know the real him because we didn't know that we would eventually date. And so... You know, so and he'll tell you, yeah, I knew my wife was crazy when I married her. <laughs> You're giving the people gems, Karen Walker. This, these are are things that people they're on the forefront of people's minds. They they do want to develop relationships, whether it be romantic relationships or friendly relationships. But people need other people. We need other people to Absolutely. survive. We cannot do everything on our own. No mm. matter how much of a hermit you feel you are, you you need somebody. You and mm. it's it's good. We start off with this uh talking about how we can help each other locally and uh mm-hmm. you're man you're giving the people gems I, I i met my wife at a at a dance club that wasn't uh, you know one-on-one and then we ended up going to an ice cream parlor you know with just a bunch of friends going together and mm-hmm. i spilled some or she spilled some ice cream on my leg and I, I think i was in love right there it, it was it, i was done you know she's spilling a little ice cream and Eh, it's the cutest little thing, but it, it was. It, you're leading me to believe that, yeah, a one-on-one dinner date mm-hmm. just puts too much pressure on mm-hmm. people. Go into a backyard party, or you know, maybe not a loud disco like I did, but you know, mm-hmm. I was. Hey, I was the DJ. You know, that's what happens. <laughs> but I, yeah. saw, I saw yeah. her dancing there. You know, and we talk about being just authentically who we are. It, it's so easy to. Um, hide things on one-on-one dates. You know, for instance, if a girl has a hideous laugh, she probably can keep that under control, right? For a few, for a few hours. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, if a guy chews with his mouth open and is obnoxious on a one-on-one date, he probably can keep that under wraps for a little while, right? Um, so that's why I say sometimes uh, those one-on-one first dates can be deceptive, right? And that's not all one-on-one dates, but if you are just learning how to date, as some of the young people are, if you're just learning how to date, it can be awkward. So why not get put yourself in a situation that can help you feel comfortable and at ease? Just get together, do some fun stuff, go play the, um, what is that, uh, that golf stuff, go golf that they like to, um, you know, if you guys are, go for hiking in a group, go do something. I remember bringing Andre, I used to be involved, well, I'm still involved in church, but I used to bring him to my small group, you know, and that was pretty, pretty neat that he would even want to go, but I had such a cool small group leader. So, uh, but I'm just saying, just live life, do life, don't try to perform, don't try to orchestrate all this stuff, just do life. Because if you're doing life, then you're going to bring that person into your realm of what you like to do. And so I think the only thing that was kind of deceitful when me and my husband got married was when we got married, 
he was getting ready, having these late night talks, right? And I'm like, oh, no, dude, I'm a, I go to bed uh, early. I'm a morning person. He's a nighttime person. He's like, but when we were dating, I said, oh, I would take a nap because I knew you were driving to Conway. So we get to visit. And so that was one, the, one surprise to him is that uh, I am a morning person. I'm a 445, 5 in the morning type girl. Yeah. He's a let that alarm go off and hit the snooze button type of guy. So uh, so that's the, that's interesting with us. But otherwise, um, he kind of knew what he was getting and I knew what I was getting. But we also have discovered some things along the way. But they're not things that are like shocking and deal breakers and all of that for us. So, well, Karen you know. Walker, as long as you get that good quality time, I, I know. Uh, yeah, I get up at five in the morning, but sometimes I, you know, on a Friday, I, I get up at five in the morning but then I, I DJ a party until two in the morning. Uh, so those yeah. are, those are long days for me. I don't know if I'm a morning person or a night person, <laughs> but I think she, she has a, a different kind of schedule because, you know, I'm the, the one who goes out and I'm, I'm the breadwinner and she's a stay at home mom. And she also homeschools the uh, little girl. Uh, so that is the dynamic that we've come up with. But the thing that I like about that is I come home and she's home. You know, I have, yes. I have her yeah. at home. And when two people are working on the streets, it's kind of uh, it's a lot harder to to do, mm-hmm. to get those um, one on ones. But every few months or so, I ask her, "Are you cool still with staying home? Or do you do you want to go out and get a job? I want to make sure that she's fulfilled. Yeah. I don't want to take her for granted ever. I never do. And oh, uh, you know, that's that's what I hope is that you know people when they get in relationships don't take each other for granted and sometimes she gets mad at me because I I ask her is everything okay with you and I really and genuinely can yeah. you know I'm, I'm not thinking that you're mad at me or anything I just want to know are you really all right when I ask uh people hey how you doing I, I don't want to hear just fine I actually want to know. I'm a, I'm a guy that that wants to know about people, and I'm so glad yeah. that you're you're here with me, Karen Walker, telling me about relationships. I'm guessing with your Karen Walker speaks that that has to be one of the subjects that you go over. What kind of subject? What kind of other subjects do you do you speak on when you're doing your your public speaking around this around the world? I I, I don't know how far, how far do you go? Well, the world is on my list. <laughs> I one of the things that I speak about, I'm a I'm a speaker and then I'm a trainer. I do things, too, for businesses and nonprofits. One of my speaking and I do for women, specifically for women, is I teach a workshop called Be Brave, Be Bold, Live in Life Without Apology. And it's helping women get a fresh perspective and to just charge on into life and do some of those things that maybe they've been just sitting on. They've been stuck, but helping them to really do that, not letting fear rule their lives. And also for women who are getting on down the age continuum like I am, it is never too late. To live your dreams. Never. And sometimes that's just taking a next step. Uh, You may want to go back to school. Well, 
Don't let age stop you. Don't let money stop you there. If you really want to do it, there's a way to do it. So I try to encourage women to do that, to rise above their fear and go do some of the things they've been sitting on, especially women who have raised children or those children are getting a little older, so they don't need you like they used to. And so sometimes it's very easy for moms to go, wow, so what am I doing now? It's like, let's go back and think about some of those things you've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to officially have a speaking business. I used to speak at churches and and teach it, you know, in the schools and all of that stuff because I love workshops and teaching. However, I decided a few years ago, you know, I'm going to become an LLC and really do the things I love. And so I did. And if I can do it, I know anyone can can do it. So I try to provide that encouragement. Also teach a workshop for either uh, businesses or individuals called Leading Across the Generations. Because we have so many generations in the workplace, sometimes getting us all talking and understanding each other can be really tricky and i'm still learning myself especially as you're uh, if you're um let's say you've been in the workplace for i don't know 20 30 years right so when you have young people entering the workplace you have to be careful not to treat them like they're your kids even though they're the age of your kids like my oldest daughter is 33 right so they are young professionals. It's okay to, if you want to guide them, mentor them, if they want it. Some of them don't want you to do that, but some of them do. So it's being able to know that balance and to treat them as young professionals, but also as young professionals, being able to respect what some of the older people bring to the table. They may not do it like you do it, but they do have some wisdom and some institutional history that can be very valuable to you building your careers. And so um, I, I teach that workshop. Uh, I teach a conflict resolution workshop. I love John Maxwell. I grew up on his materials. And so I love his books. And so I have a workshop that's centered around some of his uh, teaching. And so those are my three top ones. But the big thing that I do every year that I love is the spark retreat. The spark retreat helps women have a place to exhale encouragement to network with other women and you walk away most people walk away feeling just energized and feeling encouraged feeling heard and seen and that's what the spark retreat is all about I, I don't charge a lot for it I try to get women's sponsored businesses to help sponsor so that I can offer just a, a time for women to come together and breathe and so I do that once a year uh, in April. Well, yeah. Tell people about that. What how, what kind of activities do they do at the Spark Retreat? Is that what it is? Yeah, uh, Spark. It's getting your spark back. At the Spark Retreat, we usually have, I speak because it's my retreat and I like to. And <laughs> I have uh, another speaker that would join me for the last few years, Jennifer Henry, uh, another just uh, amazing woman here in Conway. She's a licensed uh therapist counselor uh, she has her um, her speaking business also but also she's does a lot of counseling and this past year we were coming out of COVID because we had to postpone postpone right I didn't want to do a virtual I feel that people were zoomed out 
Mm-hmm. Um, there's the magic that happens in person. So we do it on the rooftop uh, venue space here in downtown Conway. And I decreased the amount of women that could attend in order to uh, be able to practice um, just COVID safety. You know how you're at a nice big round table and there's eight or nine people? Well, we, I, I did the big round tables with only three at each and spread it out. And we have like a focus for it. And this year, my topic was you can do hard things. And uh, Jennifer Henry talked about the entertainment, the inner critic. And so we have that and we have just um, a nice swag bag for them. We do giveaways. And, and what I like to give away, if I'm telling you to rest and relax and, and take care of yourself, then I like to give away stuff that helps you do that. So we gave away, I think, six maybe Amazon gift certificates so they could go buy something for themselves. Um, one of the big prizes was Amy Gilstrap Dodd, who is just, uh, if you ever sit in her chair, you get an experience. Uh, it's not just a hair stop, you're getting an experience. So she gave away a hundred dollar experience that uh, our lady uh, through one it could come and get. Uh, we just, it's, when you leave, you just feel encouraged. So we have a speaker, we have uh, amazing food, we have a nice brunch. And this time, since we had come through COVID and all of that, instead of a coffee bar, I did a mimosa bar this time. And so that was a big hit. So we'll probably do that again. Well, Karen, uh, Karen Walker, the, the women in my life, I, I find that they are are so giving. They're so, they're, they're caregivers. But mm-hmm. to try to give them something, you know, a hundred dollar a gift certificate or an Amazon twenty five dollar, it's that is such a treat for them. I, mm-hmm. I hope that they spend it on themselves because more often than not, you give them that twenty five dollar gift card, they're going to buy something for their kid Absolutely. or for the house. You want them? Oh, I get so frustrated. I go, honey, here, do something for yourself. Here's a hundred dollars. Mm-mm. take it go do something crazy nope here's a nope. new broom here's a, a new pot and pan why a new, vacuum cleaner. <laughs> a new vacuum cleaner why no i wanted you to go do something for you take the kid go yes no and, you know, we have to they won't do that so dan that's why it's important like um i handpick our vendors when they come we don't i don't have a whole bunch of vendors and all of that i them specifically for what we're doing and focused in on and each lady got a, uh, received a piece of jewelry from one of our, our vendors uh, I know uh, I'm also uh, a Mary Kay consultant I don't do a bunch of parties and stuff all the time but I give in, in the swag bag I think this time they uh, either you got a full size mint bliss leg energizer lotion or you got a nice hydrating lotion. You got a full-size product, right? Not a sample from me. Something that will help you pamper yourself. Uh, one of our sponsors, um, Restored Counseling, they're just an amazing supporter of the retreat. Uh, they had the nice little night um, mask that you put on, the satin in the bag for uh, our folks. And uh, it was just I don't know. When you leave, you feel special. You feel cared for. We put T-shirts in the bag this year. Didn't up the charge at all uh, because we have 
amazing people like Dyer Mark who helped uh, provide shirts for it. We had Cross Creek Sandwich Shop who we know their food is so good and they were able to be one of my sponsors. Also uh, Bledsoe Clinic, um, Amanda Bledsoe is just such a giver. And so we really want our women to feel that they've been on a retreat. I try to end a retreat about mm, 30 minutes early. And you know why I do that is because Anybody who has arranged childcare or who has a spouse and said, you know, it's over at 1.30, then your spouse, they're not expecting you until that time, yeah. right? So I end early to say you have 30 minutes to do something just for you. You can go across the street to the, we have a Mexican ice cream shop. You can walk around downtown because we're downtown. You can go sit out on the rooftop, grab you something to drink and talk to another woman. You can just sit in the corner and stare at the wall if you need to decompress. But you have 30 minutes that you don't have to go pick up a child. You don't have to be home because nobody's expecting you for another 30 minutes. So we try to do that with women because a lot of times, even at church and stuff, after church, you're trying to talk and visit but you gotta pick up kids or your husband's waiting on you and you, you have to hurry up cut your conversation short but we give time for them to just connect and to just be well you're mindful of people's time and they're and the the they took the time out to spend time with you or try to learn something from you and you know with life yeah there are babysitters involved if they want to yes. go out to a movie if they want to go out to dinner they got to find somebody to take care of those kids now Absolutely. these these retreats that you're doing are they single day or multi-day trips or do you have several different types of maybe packages that people can get involved in well, usually I do um, a little over a half day, 9 to one thirty. Uh, this year, though, we're going to try to make it just a little bit longer because I want us to get out a little bit in nature uh, to be able to spend some time kind of thinking and reflecting. And so we're going to just build in a little bit more time. But I'm going to tell you something else we did. Um, Aaron Runners was one of my folks that I absolutely love. That's a company that you can pay $25, right? And they will run errands for you for a whole hour. It doesn't matter how many stops, you know. And because women are so busy, we were able to give away four uh, passes for them. So four ladies you could have errands, get some errands ran for them. And so, like I said, we try to give away things that they will use. And like you said, like the Amazon card, we make them promise they would one that we did an activity about shoes. And we said, well, we're going to give you some money towards shoes. But we know that many women are still going to buy something for the house and all of that. So next year, we're going to really give away things that you can't use for the kids. You can't buy a vacuum cleaner. You, you won't do those things. Things just for you. The first year, we were able to have Amanda Bledsoe from Bledsoe Clinic bought the massage chair and a masseuse, Ooh. right? So, yeah, mm -hmm, yeah. So each lady was able to get a, a, a neck uh, massage, um, you know, throughout the day. You take turns going, getting your turn and stuff. But um, we didn't do that with COVID this, this round. But next year, oh, man, it's going to be wonderful. We've already started working on it. And what they'll leave with next year, they get a little program. 
booklet that they can write in that has some of our speakers. They have some of our life hacks in there. Um, our favorite like uh, podcast and books and different resources that we like connected to the topic we're speaking about. But what they're going to get next year, they're going to leave with what I call a life plan document that they'll be able to open and be able to set goals with it. And each lady will be able to schedule a 30 minute, yes, a 30 minute consultation with me um, after the retreat. And we're gonna talk about looking at this little life plan and based on the assessment that we've done, let's set some practical real goals for you for where you wanna be in six months, where you wanna be in a year. And it, it doesn't have to be big lofty stuff either. Just accomplishing your goals Setting a goal and accomplishing it is so good for confidence and it gives you the confidence and the motivation to move to the next thing. The problem is we try to work on too many things at once Mm -hmm. and we don't. We need to break that down to something very small. I even tell them at the retreat or any of my talks and workshops, don't try to do 10 things that you heard. What's one thing? that you can leave here and go put in action, you know, and then work on the next thing. Uh, because if you have too many, you'll end up not doing anything. Well, what are the the typical, the age ranges of, of people, of women that need uh, this kind of advice? Uh, do you find that it's younger women that are just coming out into the world or women that have been in the workforce uh, for 20, 30 years, they, mm-hmm. they want to make a change or is it all of that? It's all of that. I thought, honestly, I thought that the retreat would attract, you know, mostly like middle-aged women. But no, we have the 20-somethings, the young professionals. We have the stay-at-home moms. We have the more seasoned uh, ladies. We have the empty nesters. I was just so encouraged. One of the ladies uh, called me a few weeks ago. It's been about a month ago. And she said, Karen, uh, can, can we go to lunch? And I was like, um, okay, sure. So we go to lunch. And what she wanted to tell me was as a result of the retreat that she went home and wrote down some things and put action to them. And she said, this will be the first year she's ever taken a graduate level course. That's something she's always wanted to do. And she said, and I've started looking for a job. You know, she talked to her her employer. She said, I just never thought that I could just really change jobs to something else. She said, I don't know why. I just never thought to do that. And so now she'll be starting grad school and she'll start a new career. And she said, coming to the Spark Retreat gave her the tools and the confidence and the motivation to do it. And so I hear that over and over again from my workshops because I believe that life is short and it's too short for us to waste time doing things we really don't want to do. Sometimes we really do have to hang in there and do things that we really don't want to do right out of necessity if you have a family it's not like and that's something too i hear people all the time say you know if you don't like your life just change it if you don't like your job just get another it's not that easy for some people to do that and so i meet people where they are and help them take another step toward where they want to be so i view what i do what problem i solve for 
people is I help them bridge the gap of where they are to where they want to be at the rate and pace that's comfortable for them because all of us are wired differently. Yeah, Karen Walker, I'm sure there's people out there that don't like their job, particularly the the, mm-hmm. the nine to five or, or whatever that uh, affords them the ability to have a house, have a home. But I'm hoping that you're giving them the tools to at least after that job that maybe sucks a bit of your soul away. You know, you'll still you'll be able to unwind, decompress doing mm-hmm. something that's mm-hmm. going to be more productive to you. That's going to help your psyche uh, to become a better you. And to uh, make you forget those troubles for a while. Absolutely. Most jobs, you know, unless you're being just like, you know, verbally abused and humiliated, stuff like that. I don't encourage people to stay there. It's like, get out. But if you're in a job and it's just not lighting you up on the inside, it's not a joy giver for you. But leaving is not an option. Listen. You don't have to be miserable. You have to make your own fun, right? It's really a mindset thing. It's really a mindset. So if you don't like your job, then let's think, how do you stay with a great attitude and still be amazingly productive, right? You have to ask yourself, what vibe am I bringing to my office, to my job, no matter what kind it is? Look for opportunities to grow at your job, whether that's uh, taking on a workshop, asking them if you can go to a training, serving on a committee, something that helps you make a meaningful contribution that's different than what you normally do. Maybe lending help to another project where you're connected to maybe some different people and you may get a different energy. But you have to determine... I'm going to go to work today, I'm going to have a great day, and I'm going to stay in control of my day. I'm not going to give the reins of power to someone else and allow myself to have a miserable day. One of the ways that can help that too is start your day thinking like that. And if you have a planner, use your planner. Uh, I have mine here, where's else in my bag? But when you open it up, I have a sheet right there on the left side that I write the date and then three things I'm grateful for. Before I even look at my day, here are the three things I'm grateful for today, right? When you start with that mindset, it does wonders for you throughout the day. You can even ask yourself, because I know the Panda Planner will have you ask, what am I excited about today? And it forces you to think about something to be excited. Sometimes it's simple as I'm looking forward to sitting down having coffee with a friend, you know, or I'm excited that I'm going to turn in my finance report that I hate to do today. And it's off my list. Right. But and here's a question too to ask yourself at the end of the day. So often we ask, well, what went wrong? How can I improve all of that? Ask yourself, what was the best part about my day? What did I enjoy today? And when you go to bed and you have that mindset, you wake up differently. You know, so don't be at work uh, miserable. Look for ways to enjoy yourself, enjoy yourself being there. Look for ways to take care of you. If things are getting t- a little heated or you're getting bored, why don't you get up, go, go for a walk, walk around your building. You know, walking is 
good way to blow off steam. It's a great way to recharge your batteries. Um, look for times. I know for women, I call it tea time at two. At two in the afternoon is when I'm beginning to feel my slump. So that may be the time I need to go get a, another cup of coffee. Or if you're going to take a 15-minute break, this is a great time to read a book you've been wanting to read. Reading 15 minutes a day will get that book read for you. But find something to do that takes your mind off of work. Stop eating at your desk. Stop eating at your desk. You know, I'm guilty. I eat at my desk sometimes. Oh, but I used to hate I that. Get up. Get up. Go eat somewhere else in your building when it cools off. Maybe you can eat outside or maybe you can go for a walk um, and explore or just do something different. You create the list of the things that make you happy and then figure out how to do those things. So, if, like I said, being at work or being anywhere, it's, it's all about a state of mind. It's a state of mind. Karen Walker, so many people around the world, so many different cultures around the world. They take uh, a two hour siestas or, you know, mm-hmm. they, they, they build in that downtime. Uh, you, you know, here in America, we're just not built for that. We we'd go, 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 right, right, you know, right. make that money, make that money. Got to go. You know, oh, how can I get, you know, more money equals more prosperity. Is that true? I don't think so. I, I don't know. But the, the people with the most money, they still have the, the problems. I think uh, Puff Daddy said that, didn't he? More money, more problems. <laughs> yeah. yeah huh. Anyway, but that's yeah. a whole other story. But yeah, you're, you're an educator, amongst other things. But how did mm-hmm. you get, what kind of training did you get to become the public speaker that you are? Is it formal training or is it something you've, you've picked up along the way? I think... Some of it I picked up along the way. Um, I learned some things, believe it or not, as a child in church. Uh, I grew up in a in, in, you know, church, old school church that as a kid, you were going to do your Easter program speech and all of those type things that gave you confidence to be in front of people. And uh, along the way, I found that I had a real love for teaching. I, I love to teach and train. I, I really do. And so um, that's helped me along the way in my jobs I've had in the past. I somehow emerge as a leader teacher in something or training people to do something, even if it's not my job to do. Um, even when I was at the in higher ed, I somehow became the unofficial trainer of if a dean hired a new admin, they were like, go see Karen Walker. <laughs> so I would uh, train them on how to anticipate needs, um, how to uh, be an exceptional, I call it an exceptional assistant, um, because when you uh, seek to bring your, I always call it, bring your best self to your job and you really seek to stay on task and to be mission oriented and stay out of politics and complaining, you really set yourself apart and I've been at jobs where I've gotten promoted with, without trying. I just loved and enjoyed what I was doing, and I would do it with excellence. And so that's what we have to get back to. Uh, also, I am a, a certified uh, life coach. 
so I've had training in that. I'm also a certified, believe it or not, uh, children's etiquette teacher. I used to work my business called Rocks and Rubies Adventures in Etiquette. Every now and then, I still do a little etiquette class. Uh, and when we think of etiquette, we think of stuff that's stiff. My stuff isn't stiff. I teach kids how to introduce themselves like a rock star. Um, we learned um, how manners. It's not books on the head. head. It's not books on the head and which mm-hmm. fork is for what. No, no. We do learn how to... Um, set a table but a fun way like when I when I do things like in the restaurant um, here in Conway it was Mike's place in Little Rock I used the Holiday Inn Presidential uh, I've done adults and kids uh, even a Jack and Jill group I love it but I will have the organization of the restaurant not to put place setting on the table I have a table set up with all of that stuff and after I teach you how to set a table and why you know we wash our hands and then we go get our own utensils and then they set their own space right for years I taught a workshop of children's etiquette 101 with UCA through the department of um, academic outreach and I I used to really love that class I did a lot of that but you know then I had um my life changed when my sister passed away and I had to help take care of my parents and move them here. So I had to put some things down, um, you know, but it's not forever, right? Because now I got my Karen Walker Speaks business and if I want to teach an etiquette class, I can teach an etiquette class. I think it's part of this, I can do whatever I want to. That's why I have my business. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. You know, and I, 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 I was a DJ since 86, but I got incorporated in 2004. I wish I would have done it sooner. I'm glad yes. that's one thing that, that that people could take away from this. Get incorporated. You you got the uh, tax breaks and write offs, and the, you know we've already talked about you know the the upper management of this country. You know whether it swings to one side of the pendulum yeah. or the other, just act locally. I think we can take <laughs> care of each other locally if everybody. I think there was a saying, if everybody swept their own front porch, the whole world will be clean. <laughs> so I know, right? Take care of each other locally. Yes, yes, well, yes. Karen I'm Walker, all about a local. A- any other shout outs you want to give to people as we uh, button this up and drive this car into the garage? You can give shout outs to people that, that have helped you along the way. I know you've mentioned a few names, giving credit mm-hmm. where credit is due. People that help you in your Karen Speaks, uh, oh Karen gosh. Walker Speaks. I'm going to tell you, uh, just a gem is Silver Lake Design Studio owner is Jessica Crum. Absolutely amazing. And uh, she's the one that I, I got my logo designed there and all of that. And she's the reason for really the Spark Retreat. She connected me with some ladies. She's like, Karen, if you just get going, right? If you just get going, I, I will respond to people. And I was like, really? So, uh, and she said, you've got to meet Jennifer Henry. I think you, you know, you guys should meet. And that first year it was me, Jennifer Henry, and Amanda Bless. We did Body, Mind, and Soul. And it was just great. So I shout out to Jessica Crum, who is on a mission to help people walk in their purpose by um, providing just amazing design stuff and, and encouragement. And so she's one of my sponsors, Silver Lake is, each year. I have to shout out to Kate uh, Carnahan uh, for the studio downtown. I was one of the founding uh, members. I love being a part of that. The vibe is, oh, I don't know, it's just 
energy, right? Positive energy. Um, they're always looking out for you. They're connecting you to people if you need to be. So it's a great place to uh, get real work done. So shout out to them. And Dr. Angela Webster from UCA has been just, uh, she doesn't think she is, but she is a, a mentor. I, I just love how she leads. Um, she speaks life into me when she's not even trying to think she is. So I just want to just thank her because she is just uh, just an amazing woman who knows how to be light to uh, other people. And there's just been so many people along the way. I love being at the University of Arkansas Little Rock. The only reason I left there is because I needed to be back in Conway and my baby was getting ready to go to kindergarten. I had just such a great time there. I learned so much by being part of the graduate school team. I got to be in the provost book club and it was just great. Got to be one of the original facilitators for the uh, conversation on race that they used to do every year. So I really believe I got even more of an education there than just my degree. Um, And even shout out here to Arkansas PBS. I came and thought I'd be here for, I don't know, a couple of years. I started out training teachers how to use the portal and technology in their classroom. And I've been here 15 years and I'm never, ever bored. I have not had a day yet that I've been bored. So I love the variety. Um, early on, they used to, I, I went to camera class so I could operate the camera during pledge. Now I'm the one that says call 1-800-GIVE, you know. So anyway, Dan, I just, there's so many people to shout out that I, I know I'm, I'm, I'm going to miss somebody, but you know who you are because none of us become successful on our own. We can say self-made, but that's not really it. Uh, most people who are self-made have heard a lot of people along the way, right? I know that I am here because of the people who have poured into my life and also for the people who have gone before me who have laid the foundation who have also paved the way and I'm just grateful for that. So every day, if you look at my logo for Karen Walker Speaks, you're going to see that little sun and that little wave because anytime I get discouraged I look at my logo and it reminds me that every day that the sun rises is a day that I can have an impact on this world and I don't take life for granted that is beautiful just the three women that you mentioned Kate uh, Jessica and Angela those those are women that are inspirational they may not know it but I'm who am I but I I follow them and I I see what they're doing and I see how they're inspiring other people and and building building things to help other people out of the the studio downtown itself it's 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 in the process of of uh you know building things to to uh the standards of what the people need and these are people that are these are not 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 good women that are go-getting and doing uh, things for this community. And and you're one of those women, Karen Walker, that is doing something for this community, not just saying it, but getting in there, getting your hands dirty, you know, go, go build something, go teach some people. Now that you, you know, when we get a certain age, when we get a certain amount of experience in our heads, we need to spit that experience back out, back out to the world and train the next generation. And that's what you're doing. So tell people how, how to, how to get a hold of Karen Walker speak, and all the other Karen Walker. How do, how do they want to? Uh, how do you want people to get a hold of you? And what are you open to be to doing in this near future? Oh, here's the deal, um, Dan. I have to shout out someone that 
transformed my life in the last few years. And that's been uh, Sean Strickland. Sean Strickland Enterprises. Sean, um, I just have to shout you out. I've, I've followed you, but I finally took one of her courses. Listen, I don't ask people to take my classes if I'm not willing to take classes myself. I don't ask you, let me be your coach if I don't have a coach myself. Anytime you're working with a coach that doesn't have a coach, then uh, you may want to think about that, right? Because if I say I value coaching and that it is such, um, such a valuable thing to you and for you, then I should be doing that myself. And, and, so, and shout out to Dr. Wendy Robinson, who challenges me and holds me accountable. And in the early years, Ms. Thelma Moten, who is a go-getter, I mean, just amazing woman. So how do you get in contact with me? You can follow me on Instagram. I need to grow my Instagram account because, you know, my marketing person is on me like, hey, you need to be on social media more. So I'm going to try to do that. Y'all hold me accountable to that. Uh, at Karen Walker Speaks is my Instagram. You can go to my website that we're going to start revamping it, but it's www. KarenWalkerSpeaks.com. You can follow me on my Facebook page is uh, Karen Walker Speaks. That's how you get in contact with me. What's in store for 2022? I'll definitely have the Spark Retreat and it'll be at a, uh, another level. It will have limited um, space for it because it's so important for me. I'm more concerned about going deep than going wide. Okay, so with with that one, yeah. Do, and then do you do see, those at the rooftop in Conway? I've been doing it there. We may change locations this year simply because we want to get out in nature. So I will still do a rooftop type event. It just won't be called the Spark Retreat mm -hmm. because I love that space and the person uh, Belinda Boy. Belinda Boyd. Shout out yes, her. she yes, isn't she amazing? I that's love that off that that venue for when I do weddings and parties up there. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, shout out Belinda. And so I'm not leaving you just doing, going to do something different in that space. But I'm telling you guys, don't miss the moments of showing up 100%, living life in real time. Don't operate with a distracted mind. You miss life doing that. Put the phone down, put it up, look people in the eye, have real conversations. Don't miss the moment, y'all. I just can't say that enough. If you want to enjoy your life, do life for real, for real, in real time. Well, I usually finish things, things, things off with last words for the people, but I think you just gave them. That was beautiful. That was inspirational. Karen Walker. Karen Walker speaks. You spoke to me. You spoke to my heart. No, I've, I've had a smile on my face this whole time. And you were talking about waking up early in the morning. I wake up five in the morning and I put mm -hmm. a smile on my face. It's Absolutely. a state of mind. That's what you have to do. And I do miss um, before I had a smartphone, I had a file fax that would uh, mm -hmm. that I would mark things down in. Now I, I put it all on my phone. I, I wish mm -hmm. I still had that file fax because I miss writing things down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's it's more tactile when you write yes. things down. Do you feel that? I do. I think there's something with writing. Um, you go look at the brain research of when you're taking notes on a laptop versus when you're actually writing them down. I have my phone, but I also have uh, uh, a paper calendar. 
you know, and um, one reason I have that too is that one time I arrived somewhere and my phone died in the middle of me trying to find where I'm supposed to be, right? And I thought, never again. So I write mine down as well as put mine uh, on my on my phone. But there's something, y'all, about the art of just writing. And that's another way, too, that you can help your mindset as it pertains to your life and your work. Get a journal and, I mean, it could just be a spiral notebook. And just write down some of your thoughts. Write down the what is it in life you look forward to. Just uh, it, it's really good for you. It's therapeutic. And if nothing else, grab the uh, journal to keep by your bed and write down some things you're grateful for. I challenge you to write three to five things every night. Go look at the research. It's going to tell you that by doing that, you're going to sleep better. Yes, you are. The research supports it. Go look at the numbers. You sleep better. It helps you with your mood. It helps you with sleep. So, you know, what do you have to lose? <laughs> Well, Karen Walker, I have taken some of your time. I appreciate you so much. You're you giving me, you're giving us gems. I, I say me because this is all very uh, selfish when I start this podcast and I want to learn from people. But it, in turn, the benefit to my listeners uh, is they get to know more about people such as yourself, Karen yeah. Walker. And now I, I will have you do last words for the people. This could be a mantra that you mm -hmm. uh, that you wake up with every morning, maybe words to live by that you heard a long time ago or just whatever pops into your head at this moment in time karen walker last words for the people <laughs> my last words to the people are let's see i have so many of them but i'm just gonna say this don't miss the moments and live life to the fullest enjoy this time around because you know you got you have that cliche you have one life to live make it make it count enjoy yourself connect with people learn to love what you do and if you're not loving what you do doing your day job find a side hustle or find a craft activity hobby something that makes you happy there you have it party people the inspirational karen walker of karen walker speaks find her everywhere my goodness what a nice lady i mean i, I know I've, I've met up with her uh, before and we did ch uh, chat a little bit um uh, on the uh you know we we talked about uh coho and and the and like charity functions that she was doing there but find her at KarenWalkerSpeaks.com. It's really cool. If you look right right on the front, it has the uh, success does not happen by accident. You can change your life by changing your attitude. Inspiration. That's what we need. You know, amongst other things, pursuit of happiness, all that. And she's going to help you out with that. Six weeks, six week joy challenge right there above the fold on KarenWalkerSpeaks.com. Yeah, find it. That's beautiful. That was so beautiful. Thank you, Karen Walker, for being a part of the What Makes You Famous podcast. Well, now you're a two-time um, uh, <laughs> podcast member, and I hope that's not the last time that we get to speak. I want to follow you around. Uh, does that sound creepy? Maybe a little bit, but I do want to follow you around and, and learn more as time progresses and uh, let the people that are listening know as well. Yeah. <laughs> we we get to learn from people people helping people that's what we need to be doing all right party people that's it for this edition of what makes you famous if you 
Yes, you, my loyal listener, if you would like to tell your story, I encourage you to give me a call, 501-470-6386, or email info at radiowhat.com. That's it for me. It's Keys Dan, radiowhat.com, djlittlerock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. Radio What, the music you want. Hey, guys, this is Shelly G with a fast fact. Kenneth Edmonds was nicknamed Babyface by funk guitarist Bootsy Collins. Do you have a fast fact? Share it with us at Interactive Radio, RadioWhat.com. If you like what you hear, follow What Makes You Famous social media. Use the hashtag What Makes You Famous. Follow on Facebook at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Instagram at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Twitter at Makes Famous. And follow on YouTube at keys dan leave what makes you famous podcast to review and subscribe listen to what makes you famous podcast on podbean itunes youtube stitcher google podcast and spotify and almost anywhere you find podcasts tell your story on my podcast what makes you famous call 501-470-6386 and leave a message to set up a time you can support what makes you famous using the paypal link paypal.me forward slash keys dan email info at radio what makes you famous podcast is a production of keys dan enterprises incorporated at keysdan.com. thank you for listening hey guys this is shelly g she said, what? Well, you are going to have to listen to the countdown to hear what I say. And make sure to keep listening to Radio What for more information and trivia. She said, what? What?